Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. What's going on, everybody? Zach here, back with the American Maiden Page Show. I got Professor Dreg with me. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's show. A lot to talk about here. Uh, thank you guys for constantly being such a great listening crowd. I'm sorry if I haven't been very responsive. It's been pretty busy here. Please be sure to leave us an iTunes review if you haven't done so already and share this with five of your friends if you think they need a little bit of a dose of uh, independent thinking. I know that I get some complaints, not really complaints, but feedback from people who absolutely love the show, and I really, really appreciate it, guys. I know it's not what you would typically expect. It's not polished. It's not edited. You hear a baby crying sometimes, someone sneezing. It's very, you know, it's like backyard style, but we are working towards <coughs> venue. Yeah, there you go. You see, he coughed. Working towards a point. That was me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know. But we are slowly working towards a point where – we're going to obviously have more opportunities for you guys to call in, to participate. We'll actually have guests on and everything. It's just that this isn't done live. But uh, anyways, I'll cut, I'll cut to it. What I want to get into... Now I'm curious about all the negative feedback. <laughs> no, no there's no, no, there's no negative feedback we're getting. We're just getting input. It's not, there's not negative feedback. There's only been one or two, but the, 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 the types of feedback that I sometimes get is because it's, it's, it doesn't, it's not polished, not because the content is, well, you know how you think about it for the listeners. This is like professional wrestling in your backyard. It's not as good as like what you'd see in Madison square garden, but it's really entertaining. And those like underground professional wrestling shows, man, like you'd be shocked. Like, cause we used to go to them <laughs> yeah. and they were I mean, it was, it was packed for a yard. You know what I mean? Like in someone's backyard, you'd have about two, 300 people just watching a bunch of goofballs pretending to be Hulk Hogan. <laughs> well, well, that's the thing. You know, our show right now, I think of it as having sort of a, um, I, think, I think of it right now as having a, a uh, sort of like a home video type feel, right? And that's okay. Right now, it's still lo-fi. I, I can't wait till we're, you know... 200 episodes in we're at like episode 75 or something and then like you know we've upgraded that's just how it works that's the progression of things you know don't want to start off too crazy but anyways to jump into what we want to talk about today we've discussed progressivism being a death culture right progressive behavior eventually leads to death which kind of falls in line with christianity again because when you have god you seek life you value life god gives us life right and the perfect example of well, I, I hated to cut you off, but remember what we said. We literally said that, and, and I'm, look, and I hate to say this because I know we're the only ones saying this. Progressive ideology is suicide uh, uh, culture. Remember? That's what yeah. we had said in earlier episodes. Uh, that it is a suicide behavior. Now, now continue. Well, so, so that being said, obviously we all have seen instances of Jeffrey Epstein in the news, you know, somebody who is facing charges of sex trafficking involving, you know, underage girls. Obviously this guy's part of a sex cult, you know, had, had ties to folks like Bill Clinton and Kevin Spacey and all that. And this just reaffirms a lot of the things that we've been talking about. This guy's a multimillionaire, if not like a billionaire, right? And this guy's in a jail cell. And I don't think that, I mean, it's, it's not clear whether he was trying to commit suicide or if he was actually like assaulted and beat up in jail. But either way, I mean, you know, when, when you see marks on his neck and everything, it's like he might have tried to kill himself, right? <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but that is funny. It's not funny, haha, but I'm laughing because... It was so predictable. It's predict. That's the right word because we have talked about how progressivism in every sense of the behavior and the beliefs inevitably leads to death or suicide, right? Money has got nothing to do with it. I mean, sex and all that. This is all carnal behavior. This is all carnal behavior that we've talked about 
And this right here that we're talking about is basically Romans 8 all over again. <laughs> to be carnally minded is death. And that was, you know, it's, it's this guy, because here's the thing, right? I, we have to talk about this because I want people to start recognizing progressive behavior and the inevitability of it. It's just how it works. Without the values, being carnally minded in this way eventually will destroy you. And I don't even want to sound like, you know, a, a self-righteous religious type guy, but it's got even nothing to do with that. It's when you engage in these kinds of acts, I think it just, it makes your brain go crazy. You know, you, you just, you, you, we talked about, you know, how some of these Democrat progressives are delusional. Some of them are like mentally ill. That's not an over-exaggeration. I mean, I think the, these guys are flat out I don't want to sound like Alex Jones, but possessed by demons. Like <laughs> when he says no, things but, like that, but he's not wrong. Why I laugh. No, I seriously, I'm laughing. I mean, cause now this is why I believe I'm probably not going to heaven because I'm laughing about it, but it's, it's, it's funny to me how I'm always right. Like I'm always right. I might be wrong, but when I figure out why I'm wrong, like I admit it and I move forward. <laughs> but knowing this, I laugh because it should be self-evident to almost everybody that this behavior, it, not just that, he, I mean, because when you think about the carnal mind, it, as described in Romans, because that's the only way I really know it and understand it's through Romans. But when you really look at it, can you imagine what, and this is why prisons are so bad, because think about it. Think about losing your freedom. You are no longer, like you are literally a slave to another man. And if your mind is such like Epstein, which is really, really out there, now imagine what it's like for him when other, when he becomes the object of somebody else's carnal. Sure, sure. Debauchery. I don't want to say debauchery, but you know, I, I want to get into that because when you get your rights and your freedoms deprived from you in Jeffrey Epstein's case, and let's let's just give the audience a little bit of a background. This guy is a multimillionaire hedge fund manager, Jew. Connect. I just gotta say, you know, like he's connected to all of these powerful people, and yet even though he may have the power to buy himself out of this, which is just the case, that's just how it works here. You can buy yourself out of that. Yet, even with that, to have your freedoms deprived from you, this is the inevitability of progressive thinking. Because progressive thinking, I am convinced at this point, is Christ-rejecting. It just is. It's Christ-rejecting, which is rejecting life from my perspective. And when you do that, you just get overrun with all this kind of stuff. I mean, I hate it, but because you don't want to say things like this, but he's all the stereotypes of what a bad Jew is. Like, I mean, I, I hate to say things like that. Okay, but, but instead of saying it, but well, like, the I don't want to sound like a, you know, well, no, 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 because, and that's the problem because everybody will say, oh, you're anti-Semitic, but it's not this. It's I'm not, not kidding it, you. It's the Christ rejecting part of it. That's no, leading. No, but, see, but forget about the Christ rejecting. This is, because I hate, I don't even know how, what to call it because it's not really, it's the words of Christ, whatever is in Romans, whatever Jesus had said in his parables, that is an absolute truth. And because it's an absolute truth, everything else is false. It's proven in geometry. What makes a proof a proof is it is absolute. There is no exceptions to that. Right. And that is what the words of Christ are. It's an absolute truth. And look, if you're a Jew, Muslim, Buddhist, you are unfortunately wrong because you are rejecting common truth is yeah. of an absolute truth. Of an absolute truth. Because look, an absolute truth can be easily defined as simple as one plus one is two. Yeah. Well, to always. Always, yeah. And there is always an infinite number between one and two. And that's like the carnal mind. So when people understand the carnal mind is the infinite possibilities between one and two, that's where you see uh, the Jewish faith, the Muslim faith, the Buddhist faith. It, it all fits in those, you know, theorems. And, and, well, we, and, and to expand on that, I'm li I'm, I like that we're talking and revisiting this aspect of progressivism in this case, again, which is <laughs> yeah. racism and anti and, and not 
you're not not adhering to what truth is with Christianity. But here's the thing. Carnal minded in this instance with Jeffrey Epstein, the reason why I want to talk about him today is because he's like the culmination of all the things we've been talking about. This guy's got money. He had women. He had power. This guy probably could have manipulated negotiations between countries and all that. I don't want to get into conspiracies here, but the guy was well connected. You had money. You had power. You had the the former president next to you. Like It's just like, come on. Talk about carnally. Yeah. Carnally minded. If you want to think about it, you have all of those things at your disposal. And if it's being abused and if it's not in line with what truth is with God, this is the, the result is always the same. And I, I, I want to, I don't want to sound overly crazy and religious, but I have to nail this home for our listeners because Jeffrey Epstein is the best example of what we've been talking about for months of what not to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, but it's very true. But you know what, though? The funny thing is people excused his behavior using religion. And that's what a lot of, I mean, and you hate to say things like that, but that's why a lot of Jewish people look the other way because how old were these victims of Mr. Epstein? How old were they? He molested that 14-year-old Exactly. Kid. So is 14 really, if you're a Jewish person or a Muslim person, is 13 years old really that young? 14 is that For you? Really nah, nah. Not for them. See, not for them. And that's, that's why point. it's excusable because they were using their own faith because even Muhammad married a six-year-old. Well, that's what I'm saying too. We talked for like two hours one time about the mainstreaming of pedophilia with Nambla. We talked about that. All mainstream-backed organization. In fact, there was a movie that I think came back into prominence called I Pedophile. And the thing is, people are not exploring they're they're exploring this fact that people who are pedophiles are just born that way and everything (laughs) it's they're made that way they're made that way which is why it's excusable here's the thing for some reason if it's if it i'm willing to bet that if it were a christian person who are in the same position they would not be they would not they would not be treated the same way it's just they wouldn't be so forgiving yeah they wouldn't be so forgiving there's, there's something about, like, like I, I hate to say things like this, but Woody Allen is another example of this type of behavior. Woody Allen. Woody, and, and we celebrate Woody Allen. We, we, well, not we, you and me, but other people. No, when celebrate. I say we, I mean people celebrate Woody yeah. Allen. Woody Allen is still at red carpet events. Woody Allen's movies are still held in high acclaim. And, I mean, like, this guy is sick in the head. He is sick in the head. And I will say that, right? With, with no reservations, like this guy married his daughter. And prior to doing that, he was like grooming her, taking nude photos of her. Then- well, I mean, but think about this though. That same thing happened to Muhammad. Muhammad married a six-year-old simply to groom her so he could, she could bear children and all this other stuff. That, but that's what Woody Allen did. That's what they used to do. The Jews used to do that a long time ago. See, that was part of their thing. If you'd say this stuff on TV, they'll freaking kick you off. But it, I'm just stating a fact here. Or YouTube. <laughs> yeah, or YouTube, right? That's why we do it on our, on our own format here. They're not going to get us kicked off. And that's the thing. It's like we just need to talk about so – we, we have been talking about it. You but know, here's like, the absolute truth. What Jesus had said about committing sin in your mind is just as bad as actually doing it. There's a reason why he told that parable, and that is to prevent people like Epstein from acting out what their thinking is. Because, of course, Jesus knew that Sophia, yeah, I know. <laughs> she's just, but anyway, so Jesus had known that people act out on their thoughts. If they're crazy with their thoughts, blah, 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 blah. You're going to act out on what you think because the things you see can become reality. No matter what you dream, like you can dream of a transporter. And I guarantee you one day we are going to have a transporter where we're going to become particles and come back as a, a real wave, just like how uh, yeah. 
you know, because that's literally how Jesus became Jesus. Well, you know, sure, it, sure. No, no, Jesus was Jesus because he was God in the flesh. So I'll say no, that. No, but that's what I'm, no, but like the mechanism, how did Jesus come, go from heaven and be put into Mary you know, as a virgin? How did that happen? That is something that could be done scientifically that could be proven through particles. If you understand particles and, and, and waves and how they actually act, because people tend to think that a wave is something separate, but then particles yeah. are actually are working together to make that wave. So that form of energy that Jesus, uh, that God was able to put into Mary that made Jesus flesh, because I'm telling you, Jesus was not human. He is, you know, obviously God. So well, he's human, but he's God in the flesh. Is exactly. So that is our first way of ever seeing a real transporter like you see in Star Trek. But it was sure, sure, sure. But let, let's let's not go down the yeah, segue. <laughs> I want to talk about because in our last episode we talked about promiscuity. We talked about something related to this, right? Well, well, see, the my point is, of saying that is is that Jesus had the foresight of knowing. What's in our mind can become a reality. So when you think about lustful things, that will be reality. And that was Jeffrey Epstein's reality. That is Weinstein's reality. That is Kevin Spacey's reality. That is almost every homosexual's, you know, because they hate to say this, but a homosexual has it in their mind to do gay things because well, they're and, perverted and, 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 think, and, and the thing is, I think, I think Jewish, Jewish uh, culture has kind of, it allows it and made it okay. And here's the thing, dude. How, I mean, it, there's no there's no coincidence that Tel Aviv is now the gay capital of the entire world. I know. The entire Man. world. No, but why? Because they're lustful, just like the Muslims. Even the Muslims are so lustful. They're the exact same way because and and the same way and the same kind of lust for sex is the same kind of lust for money and for war. Boom! Exactly, because money makes your carnal mind dreams come true. Without money, nothing. And that's why when you give a bunch of poor people a lot of money, they blow it on cocaine and sex. That, it's just, it, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's almost what geometric. It's like, a, it's like a formula. It's like if you don't know how to use money and you're carnally minded, think about it, man. Like I, I always have to use this example. Everybody has to go watch that video of that famous response to the lottery winner. When the interviewer went up to him, he didn't even think. He was like, she was like, what are you going to spend your winnings on if you win? He's like, cocaine and hookers. It, he was like, what? <laughs> and later when the news crew interviewed him because it went viral, you know what he said? I don't know what was going through my mind. That was just the first thing that came out. And I'm telling you right now, that is, is, is it's honest because that's true. But that's just how people are. You give people money, free money. It just no, amplifies think about their that. lusts at a, at a bigger level. And he's honest. Like, that's the truth. That's what people do with money. A bald man is going to buy hair. He's going to spend a lot of his money on growing back his hair. Instead of just accepting that he's bald, he's going to get a hair transplant. Why? Because he wants to act out on his carnal thinking. Regardless of what it is, that's the motivation behind hair transplants. That's the motivation yeah. of steroids. That's the motivation to getting a good job and making good money. It, it's, it's the carnal mind. And that is a lesson that only is taught in Christianity. I'm not kidding. I've been studying, you know, like the past, you know, week and a half, all other faiths or religious beliefs that honestly teaches about the mind controlling your carnal behavior. You know, Jesus is the only one that actually addressed it. He's the only one. And that's why I know without a doubt, it is an absolute truth because every scientific principle known to man has stemmed from our mind and we can make it reality, but you got to have faith. Seriously, without faith, nothing happens. You got to believe it. You dream it, you believe it, and then it happens. Seriously, it's that simple. You got to have faith first. And that's the, like, if you look at faith from a scientific perspective, it's the same thing. You know, you have to have believe 
right. that it can be done. And well, yeah, because yeah, we looked at that throughout history, like going to the moon, breaking the sound barrier, breaking the five-minute mile. Like it's all, it's, yeah. all, it's all faith, right? It's all belief. That just shows you that the God made our brains to be powerful proponents of free will and neuroplasticity, which is a powerful thing. Like when it comes to overcoming porn addiction, man, you have to believe that your brain can actually rewire itself where you don't crave it anymore. And slowly through the practice of it, I'm getting there, but it, it works. Like, but you, you, have to, you have to believe that your brain doesn't need it. It, it really, you really do. And you have, and the way to anchor yourself is to anchor yourself on Jesus. Like, it's just like, that's how it works. That's a different subject for a different day. But here's the thing. I want, I, Jeffrey Epstein's tale needs to be a word of caution. And also people need to understand that we're not just going, oh, well, another guy, like what you're going to hear on CNN or whatnot is another guy affiliated with Clinton and was caught in a sex scandal and everything. It's like, all this is predictable. This, this should not shock anybody. And I think that when we first mentioned Jeffrey Epstein a few days ago or a week ago or two weeks ago or whatnot, I think it's safe to say, I, you hate to say this stuff, but it, I, one of us could have called it. Like, it's just like, this is what happens. This well, is what happens. That the only reason why this became an issue is because he was associated with Trump. And then when they found out he was associated with Clinton, they were like, uh-oh. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, what do we do? Can't you say know? things like that. Can't say that Clinton our, was involved too, you know? Yeah, in our outrage against Trump, we accidentally caught Clinton. So, speaking of Clinton, I saw this thing floating around on the internet recently, and I, I don't know if it's real or not, but I think it's worth bringing up because I think there's some truth even in internet memes where people say that anybody who speaks bad about Clinton or used to be affiliated with Clinton and our ex-associates have an 843% chance of committing suicide or die. Like that, the, the chances go up when you die. Or get- <laughs> and I was like, maybe this person's just joking around on the internet, but I, I can't help but think that there's some truth behind that because I well, mean, people I mean, die when you speak out against the Clintons and stuff. It's just, but we talked about this before on this show was how many people do you know who's honestly been murdered if you're not from the streets it's hard to say like you know you, you know because a lot of people from the ghetto knows people who've been murdered yeah it's how it works uh but not you know but anyway but most people honestly can say zero to one people they know who have been murdered about zero to one is the normal response hillary clinton personally knows 22 people who have been murdered and she is not from the ghetto because the average person from the ghetto they'll probably know about three to four because like their brother you know sister something like that's been murdered and then people down the street they've been murdered but you know not like 10 you don't know 10 dudes have been murdered no no. you know what i mean like it's like if you're like really from the ghetto it's about three to four yeah but hillary clinton knows 22 people who have been murdered 22 that's insane. Who knows that many people that's and, been and, murdered? And not, not, not counting war veterans. That's not the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, or like some dude from Somalia whose village has been, you know, war torn. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, them Somalis, you know, dude, they kill. Like, they literally will murder like 50 people at a, at a time in the same village. So, you know, she's not any of that stuff. And she doesn't know any Haitians. She doesn't know anybody. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like she was friends with people in Haiti. So her knowing 22 people who are, you know, murder in the first degree, that's insane. That is insane. But, you know, whatever. People don't like to talk about things like that. But, but Talking no- negatively about Hillary Clinton puts you on a cryptic hit list where eventually the government keeps a watchful eye on you. It's just all kinds of stuff. But see, but that's how the whole thing behind this collusion and obstruction of justice happened because the Clintons were breaking the law. And that's how they went after the Trump. They went after Trump by breaking the law. It's that simple. They used the FBI as their personal spies. And because the FBI, they have no faith. They don't believe in the Constitution. They don't believe in, you know, they don't. Look, I guarantee you, they are not Christian people. Spooks are just not Christians. People in the CIA, people, they're just not. 
they have absolute power and with that power comes a god-like mentality i know this because i'm one of them i had the same problem i had a god-like mentality seriously i can go anywhere in the world and i would be god because they need me without me they can collapse well here's the thing i mean she may be one of the most famous evil people still living on, on the planet today. But here's the thing that, that we have to think about too, because even though the mainstream and a lot of people who are brainwashed won't know any better, they'll hear rumors like Hillary Clinton's evil and all that kind of stuff. You have to also understand that people who are blatantly evil, who get their way, think of, you have to think about this just in the human context. Historically are always people who you don't think are actually evil and the devil is the same way he's called okay so here's the thing that you'll learn in the bible the devil is constantly re referred to as deceiver or temptress why do you think that is the most absolute evil you can think of is deceitful evil is when you don't think it's evil why do you think they say looks are are sort of you know misleading and you don't know, it's what you don't know that's the most evil and dangerous, not what you do. Because here's the thing, if, if, if someone looked like some monster, right, and looked like Frankenstein, even though Frankenstein might have a good heart or whatever, you're just like, oh man, it's a monster, get away, that's evil. But, that's, but don't you get it? That's not how evil works. Evil takes place in, in a form where it's just like you don't suspect it and it has been able to corral the majority of people into believing that they're not evil. That is the most evil of all. Like when we think of human sociopaths, when we think of psychos, it's when you don't know they're evil. That's how it works. And we know that time and time again, but here's the thing. Most people won't accept that. Most people will think, Oh no, no, she's a woman, strong woman, empowering woman. And she'll do flat out, you know, pandering, uh, hypocritical things in front of folks and, and people can't see past it. People can't even listen. Well, you know, the thing is Frankenstein's monster actually did have a good heart. Yeah, well, see, that's what, see, that's the, the, the other irony, right, of, of stories that are just like... That but are, Frankenstein himself was bad, but the monster the he The monster was good. The monster was good, which was, it's a trippy story, but, but here's the <laughs> thing. Adding to what you said about deceiving, I want to think, I want everybody to think about Haiti. Haiti, yeah. Who was helping a lot with Haiti, with the Clintons? All the Jeffrey celebrities, Epstein. Beyonce, Jay-Z. No, 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 forget about the celebrities. Jeffrey Epstein. He, was, he too donated a lot. And <laughs> makes you kind of wonder, did he go to Haiti as well? Did he take advantage of, of the people over there in Haiti? Who knows? We don't know. Those are all secrets that we will never know. The only thing is this. Jeffrey Epstein donated a ton of money to the Clinton Foundation for Haitian relief. And none of the Haitians got that money. But it makes you wonder, what were they doing over there then? What were they doing? You know what I mean? Seriously, what were they doing? Now that we know what Epstein was doing with young girls, was he doing that to Haitian girls? Was Clinton doing that with Haitian girls? Bill Clinton? Who knows? We don't know, but the one thing we do know, all that money didn't go to Haiti. <laughs> or maybe 10% of the money raised went to Haiti, but it didn't go to Haiti itself. Man, I was so brainwashed back in the day. Gosh, but I see the truth now, so it's fine. No, but because I want every, because look, I'm not kidding you. You see what I'm doing. I'm taking care of the baby. I'm talking from the top of my head. Everybody should look up. What happened to Haiti? Who was the major? Because look, I think the Clintons raised about eight hundred million. More than that, two billion dollars. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, okay, so but, oh my, so it's even worse than what I could imagine. But uh, but oh God, really? That much money? You have to you understand that? that when the Haiti earthquake took place years ago, man. It was a big stir. You had folks like, it was like Michael Jackson united everybody and they did a whole We Are the World Haiti style. Like how I heard about Haiti was not through the Clintons. It was like you had Kanye, you had Beyonce, you had all these people doing Haiti relief yeah. album stuff like We Are the World, uh, Change the World type stuff to raise money. And <laughs> we're talking yeah, you hundreds of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars for earthquake relief. 
one of the biggest foundations that were being donated to spearheading disaster relief in Haiti was the Clinton Foundation. Yeah. Well, actually, they were the only ones. Like the Red Cross was giving money to, uh, you know, the Clintons. Because, you know, they, no, look, I'm not kidding you. Hillary Clinton took control of it. She, that's why, it, like, I honestly don't know what Bill Clinton was doing. But now that we know what they were doing with Bill Epstein, and we all know Bill Epstein donated a Jeffrey ton Epstein. of money. So I'm pretty sure they were setting up Haiti as a sex tourism spot. Hmm. Oh, my God. Seriously, think about it. I don't want to sound like Alex Jones, but I have to agree with you. Like, I think it's, it's not far off. Like, okay, I have no evidence to support sex tourism in Haiti, but I'm not surprised if that were the case. No, but it's, it's, but it's not a tourism. It was specifically for Jeff Epstein. Because why else? Like, you know, when you donate big money, because this is how it works. When people donate money, they want to see, quote unquote, how the money's going to be spent. They want to see the people. So... Jeff Epstein and Bill Clinton are walking around towns like, hey, talking to the Haitians. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to help you. Hey, young girl, we're going to help you. Want to see what kind of help we're going to give you? And then they go to a hotel and boom, boom, boom. And guess what? He starts writing checks. That's how it works. <sighs> That's the That's reality. funny. You're, the way you said it was very like how Bill Clinton would have said it. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with anybody on that airplane. <laughs> no, yeah, but, but you know, but that's funny though, because you know, in theory, it he's correct when you think about it, because he was performing sodomy, <laughs> which isn't the same as sexual relations. You know, having sex means you're doing it the right way. Committing sodomy is what he was doing. So he's a sodomite. The Bill Clinton was a sodomite. He was committing sodomy, and that's what he was doing in the White House. You know, but he didn't get impeached for that. He got impeached for lying because everybody knows that's what they do. All of these, I mean, I hate to say this, but because you just want to call everybody a sodomite. Well, the thing thing is, and and that's, it's your, what you're saying is true, but it's so true that it offends people. And and here's the thing. I, I, you got to say things like this. It offends them because they reject absolute truth. They love. And and sodomy, calling someone a sodomite for their behavior is of the, absolutes of their actions here and that's the crazy thing you'll never hear you'll you'll never even hear the word sodomite preached from the pulpit unless it's like a fundamental baptist preacher which is what i listen to but here's also what i'm saying michael savage (laughs) michael savage got kicked off the air for saying thoughts oh no cnn he was on cnn cnn CNN. so he had a and this was 10 years ago literally a guy called in right and was talking about he was, he was like talking about getting it on with people, right? And Michael Savage just blows back and says, are you one of those sodomites? You sodomite, no, like literally sodomite. Get off my ear, you sodomite. Get off my phone, you. No, he didn't even say that. He said, you filthy sodomite. I hope you go choke on some sausage or something. Like he literally said that. <laughs> and literally you can hear the camera guy in the background go, whoa. Like they're just like, did Michael Savage really say that? I I, 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 that's what I love Savage for doing is is speaking his mind. I know the guy's Jewish, but he, he's like, I know, but he's not like an ordinary, cause that's the thing. It's like, it's either you're going to accept the truth, but he's a conservative. He's not a progressive. Yeah, no, see, Cause that's the thing. It's like, cause I don't even, cause look, I honestly believe the words of Christ is absolute truth. And that's how we have, like, instead of saying Christianity, we just have to recognize it as absolute truth. There is no deviance from it because it's the absolute truth. It's like until we understand that it is the absolute truth in everything, nothing can ever be accomplished because this is because you were saying this to me the other day. You got to have faith first. You got to have faith in what you see is going to come true. And how Jesus described the carnal mind in his parables is an absolute truth dumbed down the same way dr seuss dumbs down stories for children it's just like if you ever read the thing about the stars and the two belly sneeches or something like that and you know but but see here's here's the thing that i have to say nothing about what we're saying 
is particularly revolutionary or even complicated. Nah, we're it's not the first simple. ones to say it. No, but what I'm saying is it's also simple because people are like, what is all this stuff? It sounds complicated. Yeah, they make it complicated so you don't understand it. It's part of the reason why they manipulate your language. Like academia, studying 12 years for gender studies, for all the convolutions and atrocities of different people. All of that is complicated stuff that actually is not meant to be so complicated. There's right and well, wrong. That's why, let me, let me add this really quick because that, that's why, and like, cause I want it, cause geometry is real easy to explain. Right. So in geometry, a theorem works a lot. It works like 80% of the time. It works 90% of the time, but it doesn't work absolutely 100% of the time. And that's what progressive ideology is. It is a theorem that doesn't work all the time. That's and a good way to put it. Because eventually it will not work. And when it doesn't work, you get frustrated and then you get suicidal because you're going to get some weird disease or you're going to get well, some... So here's the thing about theorems. That's interesting because you could apply that same theory of theorems to evolutionary psychology or biology where some of it is okay and acceptable and some of it's just blatantly wrong. But to think of it as absolutes and absolute truth is not the case here because like what, you're, what you said about geometry is perfect because it's simple because it's absolute, which means there's, yeah. no, there's no exception to the rule. There just isn't. And God's word or Jesus's teachings is absolute truth. And I, I mean, again, people because are listening to this. It's not absolute. What's the that? Old Testament is, the Old no, Testament Jesus, is not Jesus came. Jesus came to fulfill it. Is what we're saying here. Like, yeah, all the all the difference. That's why it's not absolute truth because the story of Cain and Abel, it doesn't teach you about the absolute of it uh, of what was meant by that story. Because you know, I, you know, with Cain, whatever. Like, why didn't God accept his sacrifice? Right. Because God, but, but the thing is, it doesn't tell you it, it's a theorem because it leads too much to interpretation. But when Jesus came and he explains it and when he went through his actions, the boom, that's the proof. He shows the proof through his actions and his stories and his commandments. See, through Jesus commandments, everything, every story, every historical text of the Old Testament is now become a proof. Because that's how you do it. See, because if Cain understood the first commandment, he would have recognized why God didn't accept his offerings. But there was no first commandment. <laughs> I mean, there was, but a different first commandment, if that makes any sense. So if you applied what Jesus taught, Cain could have avoided a lot of headaches. <laughs> he could have. A lot of these, you know, I don't want to call them heroes, but a lot of the characters of the first, uh, of the Old Testament could have avoided a lot of their headaches with the understanding of the first commandment. But the only person who understood the first commandment of Jesus' commandment would have been Job, according to you, because he never lost faith. He understood it. But it didn't break it down because he loved God the way he loved himself and blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like that was never taught in that lesson. That lesson was, I don't even know what the lesson of that is. Like just have faith. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But it doesn't explain why. It doesn't because, you know, like think about it. What's his name? Job, right? Job had a great love for himself as well as God. Because you know what I mean? Can you imagine going through what Job went through if he didn't love himself? What if he was Woody Allen? And he'd be feeling sorry. Oh, I feel so sorry for myself. Oh, you know, like that whininess that those, those guys was, have. He, was, he had everything taken from him, infected with bodily harm and, and boils and all that kind of stuff, and didn't curse God and praised him. Wait, but you don't praise unless you love yourself. <laughs> exactly. That's why the first commandment is, I mean, because seriously, without all this, I don't even know if you even need the second commandment. But, you know, if, if you master the first, you will love God as you love yourself, and then you will love your neighbor. What not? Yeah, everything come, becomes easy. That's the lesson nobody talks about in Job. Nobody ever says Job loved himself, too, because he did. That's why he was the most successful man. In, yeah, before, he's, he's, my, he's one of my favorite Bible characters. And I like if people talk about like new, like Old Testament guys, like talk about like a rich guy, a rich guy who got everything taken away from him and like didn't give in. 
and then eventually God rewarded him back twice over what his wealth was. Dude, like it's yeah, just no, but think about that. Yeah. See what Job went through. See, cause this is why we needed Jesus. See, because the Old Testament doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well it does. You, you gotta read it totally. Though. No, 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 seriously. It makes no sense until you read the commandment of Jesus. Once you understand what Jesus said, then you can go back and read the Old Testament. And like, oh, this is why Job survived. This is why, because he had a self-love for himself as well, because he loves God. And when you love God, it comes with this kind of confidence that you just, you know what I mean? Because it doesn't talk about Job's self-confidence. It doesn't because why do you think people commit suicide? They hate themselves. They, they, they doubt themselves. Like, oh, you know, I feel like regret and that pull off myself, just like with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Why is he feeling this way? See, because they confuse self-love with carnal lust. You know what I mean? And, and, when you and, and, their lust, and their identity is defined by their carnal lust and their materialism. Yeah, and when they lose it, they lose their themselves. mind. But why did Job, why was his mind strong? It wasn't just because he loved God. It was because through loving God, he was able to love himself. He Forgive was. and forgive yourself too. If you're Exactly. Because that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I can't forgive myself. Seriously. Yeah, that's my not? big I, for a lot of the things I did, I still feel bad. I can't forgive myself for a lot because man, like, uh, like, and I, and I told you some of these stories, like, you know, one of the dudes, no, I know, but I I hope you do one day bring yourself to forgive yourself. I mean, that's something it'll take. Hey, feel bad. You know what I mean? I know we all do. Guilt is bad. Sure. But then, and it's hard to break that, but that's the thing without faith. See, what's his, what's his name? Job had faith. Epstein did it. Because Epstein, you know, look, I, you got to, the thing is like this. If you're really going after young broads, like 13, 14, something's wrong with your head. You know what I mean? Like yeah. something's truly wrong with you. And, uh, and, and the thing is, because I, I, I've seen this before, when you do something bad, because I've done a lot of bad, the first time you do it, it's like, you feel really guilty. But then sometimes in order to get rid of the guilt, you do it again because then you try to trick yourself into believing that it wasn't wrong. Well, that's, that's, that's how it happens. Like, and I don't know this firsthand, but I can see how someone can fall into some of the most carnal, lustful behavior going after kids, right? It's like, say they, they do it and they feel so overwhelmed with guilt and they're like, what did I just do? This is going to define me. I'm so guilty. And what, they think that what softens the blow is doing it again. Well, like, no, 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 no. But see, but it's, it's more than that. See, first they do it again. Once they do it again, they're like, you know, it wasn't that bad. I mean, eh, I feel a little guilty. Yeah. So, then you start justifying it. Yeah. But, they, but then they justify it by seeking out other people who also do the same thing. Right. It's, because humans are naturally drawn to others of their kind and fellowship with people who have similar exactly. values. It, it works in porn. Because porn also is bad. And so like when you watch it, like, because I remember the first time I ever seen porn, freaked me the hell out, freaked me out. But then when you see other people liking it, and then you're like, no, but I always knew porn was bad because, but one of my best friends, another guy who committed suicide. Yeah. I know so many people who committed suicide. It's not even funny. Uh, so one of the, one of my best friends, he was into porn. Like the first time I saw porn, I was like, whoa, this is really intense. And, uh, but other people liked it, da, 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 da. And one of my best friends, he was addicted to it. And he started hanging out with nothing but a bunch of dudes who used to watch porn. And then God knows it. I mean, I honestly don't know what else he was doing, but he might've been gay. He might've been doing all kinds of weird stuff. But just one day he got it in his head. It was too much. He couldn't have a normal relationship. And like some famous celebrity stole his girlfriend and he was all alone. And then, New Year's Eve, boom, he offs himself. Uh, uh, but, you know, but it all stems from watching porn because his whole idea of sexuality was all messed up. But guess what? That type of behavior was normalized by all his friends. And that's the same thing. Think about it. The whole thing about, because what makes what Clinton did bad was that he, you know, was having oral sex with a young girl. She was 19. He was, he was 19 at the time? Yeah, she was super young. She oh. was a teenager. I mean, of course, she was an adult. But the thing is like this. 
you do not understand what you're doing when you're 18, 19. I mean, it's sad that you could become a cop or a uh, soldier at 18, 21. Because that's really young to try to take a person's life. You know what I mean? It, 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 those are things that really takes a lot of thinking and self-discovery to kill a person, to engage in sex. Those are serious things because you are bringing in life when you have sex. That's what the purpose of sex is. All biology is like that. So speaking of speaking of, oh, go go ahead, finish. What well, no, 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 no. What what I'm saying is, we do not understand the importance of sex, killing, or any of that stuff. We are normalizing it. We normalize death. We normalize perversion. It is a normal way of being. So when we look and analyze what happened to Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, we normalized it. Jeff Epstein, his good buddy, goes, you know what? Is there really a big difference between the age of like 65 and 19 to like 60 and 14? They're both basically the same. Except for on paper, one's legal, one's not. But realistically, they're the same. Speaking of Clinton, man, like, okay, here's the thing that you, we have to also address that's so related. When Clinton was under oath and he was being questioned, right, about his, his alleged sexual relationship with Monica Lewinsky, he later obviously admitted to it, but didn't understand that oral sex didn't count as sexual relations, manipulation <laughs> of language, and he played dumb. Like, this is hilarious because it's like, oh, well, I, I didn't think that it was. Uh, it's like, come on, man. Like, you know what I mean? Well, you know how we got it because, again, oral sex is sodomy. And, but it's the truth. Oral sex is sodomy. And the only true sex is fornication. That's just the truth. If it's not fornication, it's not sex. Everything else is sodomy. And that's what he was committing, but they don't call it sodomy, obviously. But they get very, very offended by that word, sodomy. I mean, I got Michael Savage thrown off the air. You could have used any other word. He probably would have been fine, but there's something about that word sodomite that just like <laughs> makes people like. Yeah, like, because it, it means anti, it's anti-gay because most, most people who commit sodomy are gay. Uh, it's just the truth because it, it's. Well, gay. if you've ever committed oral sex, you're a sodomite. Like it's, it, no, but the thing is, but it's true. It's still gay. You know what I mean? Because it's like, dude, just stick it in. What's wrong with you? You know what I mean? <laughs> Are you gay or yeah, something? No, no. I see what you're saying with that. But let, let, we got a few minutes left. Why don't we, what's your final thoughts on this? Because this is all, this is all a culmination. I like how like all of our topics are related. We talked about Epstein in the beginning and then promiscuity and then progressivism. And I love that now we've gone to a point with this show where it's like, I feel like our listeners kind of know like, there's i hope you guys who are listening because i have to address that sometimes when i talk to you i don't i forget that people are also listening to this that you guys get something out of this because we've, we're 70 plus episodes in you should we should see a pattern now we're at this point now where i think we've defined certain things like i think the progressivism is suicide and death culture like that i wish more it's people not a thought it's a fact no seriously it's no, it's, not it's, a, but but when it. i say the thought i mean like we we actually push that on this show. You could almost say that that's something that we have defined as like something we know that we, we define. It's, it's not anything original, but for conservative news outlets, conservatives, pundits will never talk about that in the, the context of the why, which is that it inevitably leads to suicide and death. No, no. Before we do the final thoughts, I got to say this. Progressive ideology, they want to normalize suicide. They want to make it normal. Robin Williams literally died from a disease called Lewy body dementia. Right. And, and but yet somehow, some way, they're trying to make it seem like he was suicidal and he committed suicide. They named a bridge after him for committing suicide. They didn't name a bridge after him for having Lewy body syndrome. I mean dementia which is a really horrific form of dementia to have. Think so, about that. Do you think we would have we found that in uh, Anthony Bourdain no. as well, in his suicide? Uh, it, it, you only find it... Well, see, but here's the thing. He might have committed suicide because of what they did with... Uh, 
Asia Argento and what, what? No, no, no. With, with Robin Williams, he saw what Robin Williams got, so he was like, "Oh, I want that." It might have happened. We don't know, but yeah, only but find it's, it's, it's the same deal with these guys because it, Chris Cornell went out the same way too. Tom Petty might have gone out the same yeah. way. Oh God, I hope not. But that's the whole point. So you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> no, but you hate to say things like that. But that's why I wanted to make that distinction. Like, hey, look, they normalize suicide without you know. Look, seriously, they named a bridge after Robin Williams, not for Louis Body. There's nobody raising money for Louis Body dementia. It's all about suicide. And the more we talk about suicide, the more normalized it becomes, and then people are just going to do it. You know, again, we talked about it. The police commit suicide three times higher than the next, you know, being shot by you. Like, if you're a cop, you're more likely to commit suicide than get shot by a criminal. You know, and, and that's the truth. Three Those numbers blow me up. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. That blew my mind. I was like, man, it re- it's related. It, yeah, no, but I'm telling you, it is a suicide cult. I know, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, but those are my final thoughts, man. It, it's like oh. my final thoughts. It's never gonna end, and and we're just we're just gonna keep talking until you know until our tongues fall off, I guess. But <laughs> no, but, but I mean, it's the truth. Yeah, but I hope you guys got something out of today's episode. You know, that's the thing is we need to understand that progressivism is the antithesis of life. It is, and, and this, there's another passage in the Bible that I'll say as part of my final thoughts, with, which is who is not of Christ is antichrist, not the antichrist, but you're anti the truth, right? Because when we've talked about how the word is the truth, anything that goes against that is obviously going to be the antithesis of that. So this is the example of it because Jeffrey Epstein, if there's one thing you guys can take away from this, is what is the inevitable outcome? Death. Death and arguably you could say that the whole concept of the gospel of the Bible is to not see death, everlasting life. So it's interesting how now you can kind of see how this all fits because this guy is a successful guy, you know, millions of dollars and yet was defined by his carnal mind. So that's all I'll say. I'll wrap it up there because I don't want to bombard you guys with too much. But thank you guys for tuning in to today's show, and we will see you all next week. Take care, guys.